Welcome to episode five of the Construction Leaders Podcast. We all know that technology changes rapidly. We also know that compared to other industries, the construction industry often lags in the adoption and implementation of new technology. And yet this new tech is critical for construction to keep up with current industry demands. To help CMAA keep pace with the ever-changing technology landscape is our technology committee. You may recall that Nick and I were joined by two committee members during season one of the podcast to discuss wearable technology. And since there's so much to talk about on the topic of technology, we decided to invite another member of the committee to talk to us today about 360 Reality Capture and its effect on construction management. The member I'm referring to is Stephen DeVito, Director of Technology at Procon Consulting. Stephen is a leader in Procon Technologies initiatives and is a nationally recognized BIM expert who specializes in applying information technology to building portfolios to make them more efficient in their design, construction, operations, and maintenance. Welcome, Steve. Thank you, Carly. It's great to be here. So can you start things off by telling us a little bit more about yourself and about Procon Consulting? Yes, absolutely. I joined Procon Consulting in 2012 after having worked with them since 2008 on a technology initiative for the U.S. General Services Administration. We were both contractors supporting the agency at the time to roll out a project management information system. And Procon Consulting has been in business since 2000. We've been in business for 23 years now and we provide construction management solutions for building owners primarily. So we do estimating scheduling, risk management, we do project management, commissioning, controls and energy services. And my division specializes in, as you said in your introduction, using technology to improve the processes involved in the management of buildings. Okay, Stephen, this is all new to me, so I'm going to ask you to dive in and tell me what is 360 progress monitoring and explain kind of the mechanics of it and why construction managers need to be paying attention to this. So 360 construction progress monitoring is where the use of 360 photogrammetry or photos is primarily employed to be able to see the progress of construction over time on a construction site. So it's easiest to think about when you're using Google Maps, for example, there's a feature in Google Maps called Street View. And that Street View feature allows you to actually look at the reality of a street, if you will, and you have the ability to look in 360 degrees from any point in space. So if you're in this photo, you can click and drag your mouse to look left, right, up, down, and all around yourself to be able to see what is actually there. What we do in the construction space here is we are able to mount a 360 degree camera, which is a $400 camera. It's very much like a GoPro. And we can either mount that on our inspector's hard hats, or we can have them use a selfie stick. And as they're walking the site to do their inspection services to make sure that the job is being constructed as planned, everything is going in place and going in place on schedule, we have them actually capturing these 360-degree images. And what happens is that every time that they're walking that site, 
we can capture another image over time. And what we can start to do is compare progress. So we can split a screen such that on the left-hand side of the screen, we can see, for example, an image from February 22nd, 2023 on the left-hand side. And then on the right-hand side of the screen, we can see March 22nd, 2023. And what we can do is pan around and compare the progress to see how much drywall was installed or how much systems or glass. And this helps construction managers to understand progress and it gives transparency to stakeholders who otherwise would not be able to see what's on the site. So if you really wanted to get this type of visibility into the site conditions, you would have to visit the site physically. While the construction management industry has always had inspection services and we've always had inspection reports that try to give a status of what's the reality on the ground on a particular date or period of time, we were limited in that you can take a picture, but you're not really sure where the picture was taken from and you're limited to a traditional picture being cropped, right? You only can see a certain view. Now with this technology, we can tie the 360 photo to a floor plan and we can pan all around and we can see the full site conditions. Steve, this is so cool. I'm curious how often the progress information is communicated and the construction site is constantly changing. So does it happen on a daily basis? Is it instantaneous? And what systems need to be used from the viewing perspective if the construction manager wants to take a look at this information? Yeah, that's a great question. So it really depends on the project schedule. So if we have a project that is going to rapidly construct a certain area of the site, then we may send somebody in more often to inspect that area of the site. I think it's important to note, we're not sending photographers in. We already have inspectors on the job whose job it is to look at and evaluate whether the progress is going as planned or not. And so we just utilize these existing inspectors and it is really a very minimal ad for them to mount the $400 cameras on their hard hat. So sometimes we'll have somebody walk that site every day. Sometimes it'll be every month or sometimes it will be every week. It really depends on, is there any construction activity on the sixth floor for this period of time? If so, let's send the inspector in as often as needed. And it's best to think about this in terms of inspection. Like our inspectors have their eyes on this progress and we really kind of tie the two together, whether we're capturing the 360 reality of the site is dependent on whether we're looking at the site with our inspectors and, and how often that should be done. And then to answer your question about the viewing and so forth, all that's required is a web browser on your laptop or desktop computer. So you just need a web browser and then you can log into, there's various products out there, whether it's Reconstruct or Instruction Site or Hollow Builder or Cupix. There's plenty of different products out there, but they're all web-based. So you simply have to go to reconstructinc.com or instructionsite.com, for example. And all of them have phone applications too, or tablets. So they have iOS, iPhone, or um, iPad or they have Android or Android tablet applications as well. And so you simply need to be added to the project. The project manager will decide who is allowed to be able to access the project and view the project. And then at that point, you can look as often as you want. You could have it be what you do in the morning when you're drinking your coffee, 
or it can be something where something pops up. Somebody said, hey, there's you know, this condition on the site, there's a RFI or what have you. You simply grab your phone or you pop open your web browser and you log in and you can see that, you can see those images right there. So it sounds like, I mean, you're saying this is good for inspectors, but it sounds like this could be also used for additional training of staff and teams as they learn construction from the beginning of becoming a construction manager or even in the trades as they're trying to learn how to do this. So that sounds like a great piece of technology. How difficult is the technology to use? I mean, you've kind of explained that it's just a basic website and it's just like a GoPro type of camera. I mean, again, it's how do they know where do they need to go on the job sites to be showing and things like that? How do you train people and the staff to support the, the program? So at this point, Procon has deployed this technology on over 50 projects, and we've had 1,400 users that we've administrated and over 70 or 80 of them being the folks who capture the images. And we trained everybody from the graduate out of college to the person who's retiring next year on taking pictures or viewing pictures. And what we found is overwhelmingly that this technology is very simple to use. It's something where, you know, training is not a day long or a two hour long session. It's a half hour session tops. And at that point, it's very intuitive, right? So it's like so many of the applications that we use in our daily lives today on our phones and so forth, they're very easy and almost self-explanatory once you get it. So, you know, there's two main components. One is the picture taker, and then the other is the viewer of the pictures, and they can also interact with the pictures. And so as far as picture taking goes, that's the heaviest lift. That's pretty simple in that really what you're doing is, again, you're teaching them how to turn the camera on, how to connect the camera to their phone, which is going to control the camera when they're out in the site, and then how to initiate a capture. And some of these tools are as simple as you have a, a PDF floor plan in the app on your phone. You know, you, you get the floor plan position to say, I'm standing here next to column 8G, right? And you hit start. And that's it. And then when you're done walking the site, wherever you walk, you hit end. And the technology, what it's doing is it's taking two photos per second, and it'll pick photos of the certain quality and place them on the floor plan automatically. That's some of the tools that are out there work that way. The other way that some of the other tools work is you position yourself on the floor plan where you're standing and you hit capture. And it takes about one second, you stand still, and it'll automatically capture that photo. And at that point, your job is done. And, and this is an important point. The processing that it used to take for capturing images and then putting them in a report, if you're an inspection provider, was extremely intensive. If I'm taking a bunch of photos out on the site, I have to go back to my desk, I have to label them, I have to upload them, et cetera. With this technology, it's automatically doing all that for you. It's time date stamping it, it's placing it on the floor plan and it's uploading it automatically. So that's some of how it works and uh, an example of how easy it is to use. And in all of the cases that we've rolled this out, we've had a demand, right? We'll start with a small set of project team members and typically we'll have people asking, can you add me? Can you add me? Because of the incredible value it adds. Well, that leads me to one of the most common questions I ever hear whenever you start talking cameras and that is security. 
have you seen any concerns with that, particularly with project owners, when you're using these on a project site, is there a concern that the video is getting leaked, especially if it's a government facility? Yes, that is a concern. And we have used this type of technology on government projects where there's sensitive but unclassified information about the buildings. And there are controls in place. So for example, the US federal government has a set of controls that apply to software as a service or cloud-based products, like what all of these products are. And that is a certain amount of controls that are part of a certification or an authorization that the government will certify a product to have in place. So that's called FedRAMP. And typically these types of photos on like uh, public buildings for the federal government, for example, that's typically considered a moderate risk to the federal government in terms of how the risk for this type of data being accessed by someone or leaking is moderate, right? So you have to have a certain amount of controls in place for the website that involves things like that. The people administrating the servers have a certain background check that the servers themselves are in a building that meets certain blast requirements and have access, physical access controls. And then the actual software and the servers also meet certain criteria. I think there's something around 400 specific controls that need to be met. And then for the cameras themselves, they have to be National Defense Authorization Act certified as well. And that means that the components and the supply chain of how the camera is assembled and where the components come from, et cetera, meet U.S. federal government standards. And then, of course, our personnel on these or personnel on federal projects also go through a security background check process. And so that's how a lot of those concerns are addressed. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor, the Construction Manager Certification Institute. Today's ANSI accredited certified construction manager brings professionalism to the project and provides leadership by unifying architects, general contractors, engineers, and facility managers to successfully complete the project. The CCM is familiar with the latest techniques and technologies of construction, from prefabrication to building information modeling. He or she thoroughly understands sustainable design and construction, how projects are financed, and how risks can be minimized and effectively shared. The certified construction manager is a communicator, a facilitator, a problem solver, a professional leader. Certified construction managers have the proven knowledge and experience to deliver all these values for every project. Make the CCM part of your strategy for success. For more information on the Certified Construction Manager, please visit cmcertification.org. Steve, now that we've talked about sort of the logistics of the 360 progress monitoring, let's talk about how it's made a difference on your projects and why this technology is so important. You hear so many technologies that are coming out and new applications, but why has this specific tech been so important for your projects? So we've had different categories of benefits and one of the primary benefits has been in the ability to remotely access or remotely visit the sites. So we have had situations where subject matter experts who would otherwise need to visit the site on a, a frequency basis of say once a week or once a, a month or what have you. And then there's ad hoc on-site visits needed. They can access the site remotely now and resolve a lot of issues or answer a lot of questions remotely because of the ability to see the site 
so fully and virtually occupy the space and look at and make some calls about the space. And, and another example of this would be with preparing yourself to be on site, right? So for example, there was a fire and life safety inspection that was being done for a fire and life safety system that was installed and the certifying party had a date to be on site and they had planned to spend, this is I think a five floor government facility and they plan to spend two days per floor on inspecting and then certifying the system. But what they were able to do was remotely plan out their site walks and they really could see the site virtually and they got a real good sense of what's there, what specific areas they should be looking at. And they practiced while they were at their physical location, which I believe is in Philadelphia. And then the job site was in Maryland and Woodlawn. And when they got to site, they were able to be much more productive rather than finishing one floor every two days, they were able to complete two floors per day because they were so efficient and their productivity levels increased so much. Another benefit we see is that when we have VIP clients, so if you're working on a federal courthouse, oftentimes the judges, they want to see progress and they want to, to have a sense of how things are going and they'll schedule site visits and that's very lengthy process to make sure they have access and, and so on and so forth to schedule these types of on-site visits. But we did find in a project that the judges were so happy to be able to remotely log in and see progress and their need to be on site was greatly diminished. So that is a huge benefit as well. So I know that Procom won an award through CMAA for implementing this technology. Can you give us a little bit of insight on that project and how it was used on that project to make it more successful and why they won the award for it? Yeah. So at the onset of the pandemic in 2020, the U.S. General Services Administration had a situation where a lot of the job sites were being shut down except for the construction management and the general contractor builder firms who were allowed on site, but the actual federal government folks, project managers, and so forth were not able to access the site. And they wanted to have a way to be able to remotely view and virtually manage the site conditions. Specifically, they were concerned about pay applications and being able to verify that, yes, you know, a certain amount of construction was done this month and we, we do or we do not approve this invoice, these pay applications. And so that was the immediate need for the U.S. General Services Administration. We ended up doing a pilot project where we implemented the technology for over $2.2 billion in construction value, over 30 projects across all 11 regions of the country. We had some 30 plus federal government agency customers of the GSA who were using the project. Over 1,400 users and over 140,000 pictures were taken over the year and a half long project. And it resulted in a great amount of savings and adoption by the federal government and the project teams had found the tool to be so extremely valuable that the GSA went forward and procured a enterprise solution. So our pilot was limited to what I just mentioned. They had gone forward and procured this for all of their capital projects every year and uh, most of their small projects a year. So. This technology is being rolled out en masse by the GSA now. Steve, what advice would you give to listeners who may be interested in this technology but don't know where to start as far as implementation goes or any technology for that matter? 
Well, first and foremost, listen to your employees who are enthusiastic about this and empower them to try a pilot project. This technology is so cheap to use. First of all, typically a lot of them will give you a trial period, whether that be a 30-day or 45-day trial period. And then the camera itself, as I said, is $400, $100 and buying an extra battery and maybe a selfie stick and all that stuff. And for that matter, you know, typically there's a return policy on them too, right? So try it out on a project that seems like a good pilot. Give it a try and take it from there. I think that setting up this pilot, making sure that you have a team that is open and ready to try this out making sure that they get a good demo before they get the firms go out and, and take a look at the different products and get the firms to give a demo. And that would be my advice, pilot and then plan on scaling it appropriately. And maybe you can plan to phase it in over a certain amount of projects over time. At Procom, we started small. We started on one project. Now we use it on all of the projects we possibly can. We started with one picture taker at Procon, and now we're over 70 of our users are actually taking pictures out in the field. So, and that progressed over time in phases. And can you talk a little bit about return on investment? So it sounds like it's pretty low entry as far as upfront investment and in trying this out, but what has your experience been on the return of that investment and what have you seen on your projects? Yeah. So most of the return on investment we can measure in reduced travel time, right? So when we had a lot of team members who would need to travel to the site so often, they were traveling on site half the time as they needed to be to answer certain questions and so on and so forth. So that is a huge area of return on investment. And then the other areas are including conflict resolution. So rather than have something turn into a claim, et cetera. When we have documentation of what exactly the conditions were on site, and you can see in 360 through the entire area that's being contested, these issues often just resolve themselves and they don't make it to a claim status otherwise. And then we see a lot of coordination and communication and collaboration amongst team members. So things like subcontractors logging in to make sure they can see the site conditions before they come out. You know, we had cabinet subcontractors telling us, yeah, we would log in before we're going to install cabinet and on certain walls and so forth. We log in, go back in time, make sure the proper blocking is behind the walls and, and so forth and so on. So there is a lot of rework avoided because the sub firms were able to make sure that they understood what was there before they came out to do a pour or to do an install of a certain component or element of the building or another. You know, this makes me think of a lot of integration on new technologies and things that are being looked at for other things in the construction industry when it comes to enhancing a project, i.e. BIM, how you can use this with that and talk about things like digital twins. How do you think this may affect things down the line for projects along with programs for construction? Well, I think that essentially what we have here is a tipping point in that so many of the problems that arise in our industry have to do with a lack of understanding of what the building is comprised of. And what I'm talking about is if you think about the project start of a renovation or an alteration repair project of a building, you know, capital project especially, but even small projects, when you start that project, the first question is, who has the as-builts and can I get the as-builts, right? 
And often that's a very difficult process. And the real problem there too, is that even if you're able to provide as built in a timely manner and they're organized, which often they aren't, then the second question is, can I trust them? And typically this requires someone to go out into the field and do validation. They measure, they might do some destructive testing, break open parts of the wall and pop open certain ceiling tiles. But of course, those are just minuscule samples of the building. And then what happens during construction often is that unforeseen conditions are hit. And that may be you severed a power line or disrupted a water line, and that causes a delay. We can we classify them as unforeseen, but in fact, someone installed those conditions. So they were literally seen. The challenge has always been that drawing these buildings accurately takes a great deal of effort, takes a great deal of time and money. And a building is not easy to draw. There are a lot of lines to draw, right? And to get that accurate and reliable and to have people have confidence in them and have them be really, truly reliable is really the the crux of the issue. With this technology, we're kind of inverting the scenario. If we wanted really good as-builts for a project when we were turning it over to the owner, that's very costly. And a lot of times teams just cut and run because they're going to the next project and an owner oftentimes doesn't want to pay whatever, $100,000 for that. And then again, the product isn't that great. Here we are actually delivering the project more efficiently with this technology. So we're improving project delivery. It's costing us less because there is a return on investment greater than the investment. And as a byproduct, we're getting essentially perfect as-builts. So these are pictures that are measurable, that show all the conditions behind the wall over time. That final picture you take before closing shows the exact conditions behind the wall. When you start a project, having the ability to hand over this set of photos that are pinned to and aligned with floor plans is invaluable. During the bidding process itself, right? That is going to really change the game. And so all of the time and money that is currently wasted during project start and then during construction when we're hitting these unforeseen conditions potentially has the ability to disappear entirely, right? And of course, there's a lead time because we're starting to use this technology now. So, you know, the old buildings, of course, we don't have these photos from 20 years ago, but in 20 years, we will have these photos for all of the projects now being new construction or anytime we open up an existing building and we open up the walls and we're doing demo, we're taking photos of that. And so those portions of the buildings are being documented. So I think that's a huge opportunity here. Stephen, thank you for joining the show today. And we look forward to hearing more about 360 Reality Capture in the future. For more information, you can go to proconconsulting.com. Coming up on the Construction Leaders Podcast, we've invited the president and CEO of the Construction Financial Management Association, Stuart Binstock, to come and talk to us about something that's not in the realm of finance, but something we all need to take note of, and that is suicide prevention. Stuart will dive into why suicide is high in the construction industry and some efforts and stories on the program the CFMA has helped support within the industry and how you can get involved. Make sure you download or subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at CMAA underscore HQ. Don't forget to leave us a review with your thoughts of today's episode and let us know what you'd like to hear on the upcoming podcast. On behalf of CMAA, I'm Nick Soto with Carly Trout. Thank you for listening.